We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. My reasoning for playing Salah is assessing what his own issue is. And once Wallet wasn't in, I'm like, it's through the roof. Let me just plug it in, and I'll beat people with everything else. And the, it's the everything else that I, I made a mistake. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Uh, a second ago, I said to you, Jordan, what are we talking about again? And you said, we're talking about our mistakes. What were your mistakes? I think I, I think I made mistakes. I think you made mistakes. I saw your lineup. Eventually, I did see it because I know in the Slack Ouch. I was asking about who your goalkeeper was because I wanted to at least know that I didn't have him. Uh-huh. Uh, but it turned it, turns out I mean even even on Sunday like you pick a goalkeeper that doesn't give any goals give give up any goals and and you still don't get enough points compared mm-hmm. to other ones that have given up three or four uh but I mean I don't think that goalkeeper is never the mistake I mean that's a variance fest as it is mm-hmm. but I mean when I assess my lineups I'm not lo- I'm never looking for the brilliance of my own play I'm looking at the mistakes that I made is it a mistake was it bad luck was it did I get bailed out 
you know, those types of things. Yep. So that's why I think a lot of people may appreciate the, the, the Monday podcast that we do because a lot of times we focus on the mistakes more so than look how great we are. Yeah. <laughs> Right? I wish because... I had more opportunities to talk about how great I was, but okay. my lineups Maybe... say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I do at least sometimes, sure. right? Sure. More often than not. Uh, and a lot of times it came down to like like this past Saturday. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a cliff day in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I bubbled in a bunch of double ups, yep. 6 out of 11, 12 out of 23, by some as little as under two points. Mm-hmm. So I look at those margins and go... Where were the mistakes that that's where the that that edge was? Mm-hmm. Did did other people did other people get extremely lucky, or did they make they make they made a different play, a play that I would have con- I considered or would have considered, and uh, they just scored more points than me. And right. I'm like okay, you know, v- viable way. I mean, if you're if you're if you're rostering, you know, a backup forward that comes in in the 89th minute and scores. I mean, like. Like that obviously was a bailout. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's not an optimal. That's not a viable play. That's not a play. So I mean that's the extreme example. So so going through my lineup, uh, I played uh, in the forward slots. I played Sigurdsson and Salah. Uh, I in the midfield spots I played Rawls, Brooks, and Madison. Mm-hmm. In the goalkeeper spot, Etheridge. In the defender spots, Congolo and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I scored eighty four point two five. Uh, some of the cash lines were like 86 or 87. Uh, some weren't. Some of the cash lines were 82, and I was I was I was fine. Uh, but the construction to me for for that, uh, obviously the number one thing to consider, and we said on the preview was to Salah or not to Salah. Mm-hmm. And I decided to Salah. Yep. Uh, you could have gone right down the middle. You could have. I get it. You could also gone with the Bamiang. I kind of get it. I'll explain why. I didn't agree with that, even though you did it, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 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 a DFS reason, a gameplay reason, not a like Aubameyang getting seven and a half points is pretty good, mm-hmm. right? You're playing him for a goal. You're not really playing him for a floor. Uh, but but I'll explain why I think that that is a mistake, gameplay okay. wise. Uh, but my mistake was uh, not considering, even though I even though I said so. Uh, <laughs> Even though I, I should have listened to myself or whatever, I didn't. I did not want to play Lucas Fabianski. Like, hmm. I didn't want. I did not want to play. I, to me, that looked like best case scenario zero points, gives up two goals, gets two saves, some, something like that. Uh, that if I if I could get in the if I could get a goalkeeper out of the Huddersfield Cardiff game the, with the low low total, mm-hmm. I'd rather do that and ta- and and use the nine hundred. <coughs> somewhere else than get a negative goalkeeper like like getting screwed by goalkeeper mm-hmm. uh now it doesn't mean that i'm going that's like oh that means i was considering going all the way up to allison but i was con- i was not considering going all the way down at goalkeeper which put me in the range if i was going to play salah having to play two low 4k midfielders mm-hmm. and i knew i was going to play rawls especially with wallet out right the Hualette being out made it the forward spots. I don't want to call it easier, but I mean, made it like, are you playing Salah or not? Mm-hmm. Like w- one of those types of decisions. So I don't think any other forward, like you really put it. I mean, Aubameyang because of his goal scoring odds, but I mean, Mendez Lang even, you know, he got he got injured even. 
You could have went for the dinky do. You could have played a Wobi. You got. I was gonna say some people played a Wobi. Yep. Yeah, well, you got you got a, 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 a point five without the assist, and he came off early. So I mm-hmm. mean, like, like I don't I don't view that. I thought that was a not the best of plays because of how you built the rest of your lineup. But once you plug in Salah, and then it's like, well, do you want? I want to play Trent Alexander Arnold, mm-hmm. and then you know you have a cheap fullback that's available, although. Mm-hmm. Typically, he doesn't do. He's not all really that a fullback, much. right? At thirty four hundred, I would I would call his score that's um, Terrence Congolos as a bailout. His score is a bailout, but the play isn't. Yep, there's nothing Agreed. wrong. There's never anything wrong with playing, uh, as long as they're not on the heaviest, most. I mean, a yeah, bright absolutely. fullback like Congolo. Yes, it, he was popular enough, and he was. Yeah, I had him too, but I think right. I consider that a bailout. True, but I mean, but the construction wasn't wrong. Agreed. Like the, Agreed. Like the, to me, the decision in my lineup was in that 7K-ish, that, that area, yep. where I'm looking and I see the options that I could take yep. that, have, that have floors, starting with 6,200 at Moy, yep. 6,900 at El Niasi, yep. 7,600 at Madison, and 8,500 at Frazier. You don't, That's what I see. You didn't even consider 86 for Mkhitaryan. Hey, I guess you could throw Mkhitaryan and you could throw Milner in as well. Yep. Okay. Now, if I'm playing Salah, I'm less inclined to play Milner. Yep. I'd like to say that I put Trent Alexander-Arnold in that group with the midfielders. Right. But obviously he fits into a defender slot. Uh-huh. And I was considering doing three defenders, mm-hmm. having Trent Alexander-Arnold in the utility. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I did. That's also. Uh, but... I was in the position of like going up and down a goalkeeper, uh, obviously defender going, Congolo was all the way down. Yep. And then having a David Brooks in there somewhere, possibly, mm-hmm. mid 4K. And then normally, like you looked at the Huddersfield setup, it's like Moy playing in the 10 at home against Cardiff. Seems like a good, what other matchup are you ever going to play Moy in? Yeah, somebody said that in the Slack. In fact, Somebody put exactly my thoughts about Aaron Moy in that slack when they said, if you don't play Aaron Moy at home against Cardiff, when will you ever play him? And they followed that up by saying, by the way, he's not in my cash lineup. Right, because you're just like, you'll never play him then. Mm-hmm. But I, could, I considered it, but then, like, I'm also playing Rawls. Because mm-hmm. at 4,800, how do you not, I mean, he got eight and a half points or something. I mean, he was fine. But, I mean, without Wallet, I mean, away to Huddersfield... Like, when would you ever play Rawls at that low of a price for his situation without Wallet in? Like, I think there was a reason why you didn't, you didn't have to play Rawls. And the reason is that there were, you name them, for, for how many, and it's, it's eventually the reason why I didn't play Salah, is that there were so many midfielders with really good floors that I didn't want to take up a spot with Rawls. Okay, which is, but, but then you wouldn't be able to play Salah. Exactly. Right. Okay. That, I'm going by the Salah construction. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm only talking about if your forward spots are Salah and Sigurdsson. Yep. And now you have to fill out your lineup. Uh, so I, I looked at Moy, and the the reasoning for that is like, so I really want to have three players from that game in my cash lineup with Congola. I mean, I don't have yeah. to have Congola, but I mean, I could go up from there. Uh, and yeah, Deathridge. Right, well, that's a goalkeeper. I'm, I'm predicting that. a low-scoring game, so yeah. I'm predicting a clean sheet mm-hmm. out of the goalkeeper anyway. 
And then I go to the next, and I go El Nyasi. Mm-hmm. El Yanasi. I always get the N and the Y mixed yeah. up. I look, and I go, well, Ward Prowse isn't in. Like, he should be over dead balls. Mm-hmm. He is an open play crosser. Southampton are technically favored at home. Why wouldn't I like him? Yep. Other than we have a sample size of, like, well, how much? Half of a game. Right, that, but that's the point. Not like, even I'm looking at, yeah. It's not like he was cheap, cheap. If I saw right. him, he was 5,500, like 6,900, I'm like, eh. mm-hmm. like, do I trust this? And, like, he's coming back from an injury, like he may not play 90, which, I mean, if I knew, if you told me, absolutely, he's going to be Monopoly, set-piece Monopoly, I'd probably take him at that price, 6,900. It was 66. 6,600, yeah. okay, even better. Right, I got. I just got a discount. In fairness, so, I, I think there was a better chance that he was going to have a monopoly than not. Okay, but there's still a chance that it, maybe he has nothing. I don't think there was with the team that they put out. Okay, there's uncertainty of some some regard. I was not as un, as uncertain. You were not as uncertain, but you but you see when I talk about my leak sometimes being too conservative. Like this is this is this is the leak. This is the part of it. Sometimes and sometimes it works out. I'm, I be conservative and people fall into traps. But it's the type of thing. It's like, what do I know? Like, what what is the sample size? Like, how how much information am I going by? Am I taking this risk at this price? With all these other options that are in there, I look and I go, Moy is safer. Yes, I agreed with that. My my issue with uh, Elianasi is that he was starting. But Ward Prowse and Armstrong were on the bench, and he was coming back from injury. And I was like, "This guy could play forty-five. Like they have guys to come in ready for him." I thought you were certain, though. I was certain that he was going to have the set pieces for as long as he was in. I was not certain for how long he was going to be. Okay, in. okay. So then, then you're leading back more to my side. Okay. I mean, he had a one hell of a first half. Yes, you have to admit. Yep. Uh, but I, if you played him and you got the fourteen whatever points mm-hmm. out of him. I don't think that's a bailout. I agree you with took that. The, you totally took agree with the you. risk. It was a viable play. You took the. You took it. You may have been more, much more certain than I was, and you got you got the points and you got rewarded. Yes, and I congratulate you. It's a perfectly viable play. But then I go up and I see Madison. Yeah, and I go like at seventy six hundred. Southampton aren't good. Like I know, I know his role. I mean, I know it's, it's only been two games in preseason, but it's like I know I. I know this person's role. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's this to me, I, I view all these floors that are about the same anyway. Yep. So I go, I think Madison's a much, I think Madison is a much better position than having to play pl- multiple players from the lowest total game mm-hmm. with Moy. And then I actually am most certain about Ryan Frazier. Like Agreed. Madison, Madison, we have a small sample, but it's at least it's not just a half a game. Right. Frazier, we have a whole season. Yeah. No Stanislaus. I mean, like, we, we know we, we know what he is for Bournemouth. So the problem is is that he's 8,500. Yeah. And I don't mind that for 85. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting safety, right? He got 12 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 900 more than Madison. I could have plugged him in. I could have gone from Etheridge at 4,500 down to Fabianski mm-hmm. at 3,700. If I would have done that, and not and not cared about the goalkeeper, who knows what's going to happen? 
I would have been perfectly. I, I, I would have. A, I would have had a profitable day. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, pretty good because Fabianski scored what twelve, something like that. He scored five more than Etheridge, mm-hmm. and Frazier scored six more or so than, than Madison. Madison. Yep. So I mean, eleven points on that score. I mean, ninety-five. I'm, I'm sweeping. Yep. Right. Maybe not all the head-to-heads or anything, but I mean, I'm, I'm all there. Yep. So playing too conservatively, a little. Madison was a play also. Madison, he got six points. It was a, it was a low low game for him. Southampton had a lot of the ball. Uh, so if you play Madison, I mean, you got kind of unlucky also. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a bad play. If you play Frazier, that, that's fine. All these plays are fine. Milner got eight points. Even that would have been two points better. It would have sent me over the bubble for a lot of double-ups. Yep. But all of those were viable plays, right? And I thought they were all viable before the slate, meaning like after lineups came out, and that's why I didn't play Salah. Because I thought to myself, if there are this many guys who have strong floors, then I, I don't need to play guys like Brooks and Rawls and I feel like there was another one, but I can't think of who it was now. Whoever. And also, the, or the or the, the fullbacks, the, the forty five hundred level fullbacks. Right, right. So like, I didn't need a forty five hundred dollar guy because I had all the Salah money because I had all of these other midfielders who had really good floors, and I paid, uh, what was it, twenty five hundred less for a guy with the same goal odds as Salah. Right, and then because you're not playing Salah, you just go all the way down to Ryan. Yep, exactly. I put always- in less thought into my goalkeeper pick this week than any week in forever and it was the highest scoring goalkeeper week I've had in forever okay what was your total score 78 and three quarters (laughs) so you got goalkeeper right and still lost the 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 one that bothers me the most is so I went my lineup was Obama Yang and Sigurdsson uh Madison Mkhitaryan uh Hatterjanaj Congolo Alexander Arnold and Ryan so all of these great midfielders that I like, and I only end up playing two of them, not three, because I played Alexander-Arnold in a utility. Ryan was always my my goalkeeper. I wasn't paying up for Allison. You guessed that in the Slack chat when I kept ignoring the questions of who my cash goalkeeper was. Um, the Elianasi was the—I was basically going between— El-no-yasi. Elio. Elio-nasi. Elio-nasi? Not Yonasi. Elio Nasi. I'm not it's hearing Elio. I just say Elio. 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 Some people put the N first. El, El-, El- Nio. Elio. El- no, Elio. It's, isn't it E L Y N? No, E L Y O N. O U N. Oh, Elio Nasi. Right. Whatever. You have, all the, you have the stats feed. You have yeah. all that. You have all the names. No, I don't have. Maybe the I just have words. I just have letters. Wire. Is there? A, is there? There's no pronunciation guide? guide. No. Is there another guy that maybe he's getting the stats? The guy with the Y before the N and the N before the. Y? Maybe. Maybe that was my problem. Okay. I'm Russell Daly guy. But anyway, I didn't, it was between him and Alexander Arnold. And I eventually was like, I, the, the low playing time or the possible 45 minutes or because I th- was playing Madison and I was like, Southampton is awful. So they're going to go down and then he's going to come off for Ward Prowse or Armstrong. And I would rather, uh, Alexander Arnold is going to start with three points for the clean sheet anyway. So I just thought that was it. But really I should have been debating not playing Madison. And 
I actually, the lineup that you had was exactly my cash lineup before the day start, like before lineups came out. Like I was going to play Salah and, um, the, the one that really like, as soon as I decided to play Aubameyang, the next one was, do I also play Mkhitaryan? And Arsenal burned me so many times. And yet I went back to the odds and I'm like, there should be plenty of fantasy points there. And like Mkhitaryan's eight was like, okay, but it wasn't enough. Like of all of the midfielders I could have picked, like he was, I mean, he and Madison were probably the two worst of the six that I could have picked. Like I went with Moy, um, Frazier, like I built with all of them. And then I was like, you know what? Arsenal are supposed to kill them. If you told me it was three, one, I probably still play them. Uh, but the 15 and a half from Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang, uh, just wasn't enough. I actually left after the 10 AM games. Like I watched those and I went out for the day. And so I actually didn't sweat the Liverpool game. And then afterwards I, I saw that Salah scored and I was like, I got, I must've gone off the cliff. And when I returned and realized I hadn't because there were just a lot of combinations that you could have made that got you close enough to Salah that I ended up, I mean, I lost, but I didn't lose nearly that much, which was like shocking to me because I thought Salah is going to be heavily owned. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast previously. Like I don't play huge volume. I play more now than I did last year. And, um, I basically picked it up at the world cup, but, uh, I still play at a level where it's still more hobby than like, I don't make a living playing DFS. I make a living making cheat sheets so other people can play DFS. Uh, but my thought was if I'm playing for fun, then I would rather start building lineups that I think will outscore others and not worry about blocking. Okay. Cause that's exactly what, what I was going to talk mm-hmm. about. Because what, Salah what, was going to be... What was Obama Yang's ownership in the $5 single entry double? Uh, I'm just... I, I, know, I know what it... I, I thought maybe you'd... It's 20, it was 28%. Yeah. And Salah's ownership was 61%. 61.7, yep. Right. Actually, which is better or worse, I can't decide. Uh, I was actually initially thinking of fading Sigurdsson before I was thinking of fading Salah. What the hell are you talking about? I just, just Sigurds- not Sigurds- I mean, Sigurdsson was 50 plus percent. He was 54% yeah. or something. We thought he would have been higher than Salah, and he wasn't. But it really, I mean. Then don't play double ups. What are you talking about? I might not. Baden Gilfie at 7,100? Everton against I thought Bournemouth? about it. I thought, well, I basically thought about You're playing, playing all Salah. all other midfielders for this floor. I thought about playing play Salah Aubameyang. In cash. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't, but I thought about it. Right. Did, you, you played Obama Yang and Mkhitaryan in cash, and on Thursday po- podcast, you also I said, laughed at you. like, Arsenal is, who do you play in cash on yeah. Arsenal? Well, and I said, Mkhitaryan, and you're like, what, everyone's floor is like four, and like, there's not, yeah. uh, you don't know, and and then you end up playing two of them. Yeah, I got caught up. Ozil wasn't in, and I was like, oh, they're actually, I think they might be better without Ozil. They scored three goals. I was yeah, right. well back in Lacazette had yeah, one. Of each. course. No, but but the, the the reasoning behind what I consider to be a mistake. Now, your explanation of you play as entertainment is fine. I mean, whatever. You can make whatever justification you want, but I'm assuming the listeners out there may actually be my, my trying to make a buck over the long run. I believe, this is at least my, my belief, is that 
uh, and it's probably mathematical true, is that there are, there, the upside you get from playing a half less owned at 30, 30 to 60 comparison, uh, goal dependent forward. You're both playing them based on the goal scoring odds. Uh, of course, Salah ended up taking some corners and some stuff. He got some peripherals. Mm-hmm. More so. I mean, and he does, but he, Salah shoots a lot more now than he used to to make up for the peripherals that the crosses that he used to get. Yeah. I mean, but we have like a, going in, we had a two game sample of that, but. Right. Sure. Of course. I know that. Yeah. But if you tell me beforehand that Salah, those ownership levels, then here are the, here are the situations. If you just go by their goal dependent forwards, they have no floors. It's goals or nothing. I mean, their shot floors are about the equal, whatever. If you close enough. That if they don't score a goal, they may have three points. Mm-hmm. But if you say they have five, like I'm not going to argue over two points. But essentially, they don't make value for even 8,811-3 without scoring a goal. Uh, in your mind, like beforehand. Uh, so if Yang scores and Salah doesn't, and I'm just assuming you get value out of the rest of your lineup. Mm-hmm. So just all the floor guys, none of them score a goal. I mean, they just get you. You're not you're not unhappy. You, Madison gets eight instead of six, right? You know, everyone gets kind of like you know one point two x or you know like whatever. You're not upset. Like Rawls got eight. Like if he would have gotten six, that would have been fine. Like in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so consider all the, the rest of your lineup making value in some aspect, and Aubameyang scores and Salah doesn't. Like you sweep. You're you're all good, right? Mm-hmm. The leverage of that third that ownership difference, like it'll even make up for like a snowflake goalkeeper. Yep. Right. If Ryan got like minus four, you still would have been fine because Salah's five versus Obama Yang's eighteen. Yep. Made it made up for it. Uh if Obama Yang scores and Salah scores, now it's the rest of your lineup that matters. Pretty much, mm-hmm. right? And if everyone makes value, I mean, then now the margins are thin, right? If Salah scores and Aubameyang doesn't, uh, you're pretty much dead unless you get some outlier result from other players in your lineup that completely, you know, crush value. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the ups. So the upside to me for 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 cash is that. By putting Obama Yang in your lineup, like he needs, to, you're basically betting your entire lineup on him scoring. Because if they're equal, like you don't gain anything. You only you only gain when he scores and the other guy doesn't. Salah, if Salah is a dud, and Obama Yang scores, I'm still fine because only thirty percent of the people have him. So I could even I can make up his goal and. St- even if I don't make up his goal, I still have 20% of the people left that I could still cash fourth in, out of 11, fifth out of 11. I don't have that option if Obama Yang doesn't and Salah does and I have Obama Yang. Because now I'm seventh out of 11. I have to make up points even to just get to the fifth place out of 11 or, you know, 10 out of 23 or whatever double up it's in. So I like the potential down. Like, that's a GPP stride. Like, right, you're, you're taking the leverage point. Of if he scores and he doesn't, you win. But you're betting your whole cash lineup on it. If everyone else makes value, you have to think that by playing Obama Yang, 
people are going to ex- that people will need to exceed value in the rest of your lineup more so by whatever margin, even if Salah does score. Because you could have both goals. You know, Salah could score and Aubameyang could score, and you could still come in six out of 11. Because one of your other spots, it doesn't have to be goalkeeper, could have been a defender that got a red card in the 23rd minute. Right? Congolo could have a negative two. Right? It could, it could be could be anything. Well, so I just say the downsides of playing him when you know that the other one is going to be high-owned and... An upside, I mean, Salah could score two and Obama's Yang could score zero. Now you're dead, dead. The other way around doesn't help you in double-ups. If Obama Yang had a hat-trick and Salah got zero points, it's a double-up. You don't get rewarded. You get you, you finish first and you double-up. Way to go. And you it makes up for a, a negative six goalkeeper as well as a negative six defender as well. I mean, you're so far ahead of everyone, but you're only doubling your money you're only it's a 50 50 it's a head-to-head like you're 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 only getting that so why not go with playing Salah just blocking there not having to worry about it because even if a bombing scores it doesn't matter and then building your lineup from that point um i'm gonna respond to all of that after this quick message from starting 11 Hey there, fantasy players. We've got some news for you. Starting 11 is back for the Premier League season, and it's time to get in on the action. In Starting 11, you can challenge managers from across the world for cash in head-to-heads, 50-50s, and winner-take-all Premier League contests. Download now on iOS and Android at www.starting11.io. That's starting11.io. Make sure to look out for their new mini-league contests, which are launching soon. Remember, on Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster with no salary cap restrictions. Best of all, instead of seeing injuries, substitutions, or poor performance ruin your chance of cashing in, Starting 11 lets you make up to three substitutions to your fantasy squad during live play, just like a real manager. So if one of your players is bottling it, you can get them off the pitch, and if a player you don't have is terrorizing the defense, you can get him in your lineup. So head over to www.starting11.io now to get into the game. All right. Uh, one of the key differences, which I think really only applies to me, but it's my podcast, so we can talk about it. Uh, I only make one lineup anyway, so the the payoff in the double up, obviously, I'm just doubling my money, but I have that same lineup in a GPP. So I appreciate that people make GPP-only lineups like you do. You have multiple ones. Like, I don't play that way. I have one lineup. So the leverage I appreciate doesn't apply as much in the double up than it does in a GPP. That's that's fine. Um, which, which then you could just say is a GPP one. I mean... It's perfectly fine it's, to just like we're we're always discussing on Thursday, typically from a cash perspective. Sure, right. So I mean, your lineup for like I'm going to put this in a GPP and also throw it into the double up. Like it's a it's really a GPP lineup that like like yeah I guess it could, could possibly over over the long run you're probably going to be negative ROI in the five dollar double up, but not so much so that throwing it in. Doesn't hurt doesn't you hurt. because yeah. right because you're just playing a five dollar single entry. But we can't we can't compare our lineups then. Well, like we I can't compare you. Can't, we can't compete. You know your lineup could have scored a hundred and ten points, and it's possible my lineup couldn't because I played too much floor and not enough ceiling. Well, the, if you want to put it that way. The, the the topic of floor, like I, I just redistributed my floor. Like you mentioned that if. Obama Yang. So there are basically three situations. 
Aubameyang scores and Salah doesn't, Salah scores and Aubameyang doesn't, or neither of them score. Two of those or, three. Or one could score two. I mean, there's also two and one. Sure, and sure. And nothing. But I mean, in, in, in the most realistic sense, they each score one, and you're okay. You're, that's what you're playing them for. Right, and you're in better position with Aubameyang because they actually cost less. Exactly. So you get to move that money so, to other places. So this, but you have to get this the argument that you that if everybody else on your lineup hits value, then there are basically two of three situations that can happen where it actually works in my favor. Because if they both don't score, then I have twenty five hundred dollars more to to get raise my floors everywhere else. If you in fact raise your floors. Right. And I thought I did. Which, which, which I, I would like argue I'm a that DJ personally. What's that? That sounds like something a DJ would say. What do you mean? To raise the floor. What I say? Oh, sorry. Raise the roof. Raise, raise the it, floor. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Was right. Uh, anyway, um, I get what you're saying, but the difference. See, I'm looking at it from from a perspective. I get what you're saying in a vacuum. Like, take away the ownership percent. You know that that point in cash. Mm-hmm. Uh. The twenty five hundred that you're spreading around, like I get that you can start paying a little bit more for people, and play, you know, and instead of playing more, you're playing Madison. But like, what is the difference of the floors of those players in a vacuum? Like the difference between Madison, Milner, Frazier, Elniot, like all those guys that we were talking about. Like, if you told me all of them scored. Seven? Well, obviously, Moy is the better value at 6,200. But if you told if you told me everyone scored between seven and nine, like, if Frazier scored seven, that's bad for his value. If Moy scored nine, that's good for his value. But, like, that range of that, quote, floor, like, you can't pinpoint. You just know it's something like that. Oh, sure. But I, I'm right? looking at it as I have... Uh, let's say the the Madison group of guys has a floor three points higher than the Rawls Brooks group. Is that reasonable? Possibly, yes. And I have three of those guys now because I don't have Salah. So, so that's, that's a twelve points. point floor difference. Not necessarily. That's a twelve point at the high end, but it could be six at the low end. Sure. And you know. Uh, which is fine. I'm not saying that that's a, that's a mistake. That that's you know you're not thinking of it logically, but just always get, always look around the fact that, like hitting the low end of that, like the 2500 really didn't get you much. It got you more. Yes, it got you. It did get you more, but did it get you enough to make up for the times that Salah scores and mm-hmm. Aubameyang doesn't? Mm-hmm. And I just, if he's going to be twice as owned, sixty. If he's going to be over the line in which you could cash. Like that when we talk about ownership, I'm talking primarily about that. Like even at Sigurdsson at fifty five, I mean that's every cash spot. Right? You have to you have to be in the fifty fifth percentile in order to cash in a double up. So like once people start hitting that level of ownership, and especially if they have upside, like I'm I'm like, well, I just I'm just gonna block here and beat and be more skillful by beating everyone in the better construction elsewhere. If you told me that you took a Bamiyang so you could go from Ryan to Allison and go, I'm going to bank on the 10 points here, plus maybe or something, I could I could understand that 
that more and go, I'm going to make up the goal in the goalkeeper spot if need be. I still don't think you, you I still don't I still think you play a 60% don'ts a lot. But if you told me that and you go, here's here's my backup plan, and it's in it's in a single point of instead of taking the cheapest goalkeeper, I'm taking I'm gonna lock in a goal's worth of points with my goalkeeper. So now if Aubameyang scores and Salah scores also, it's like, well, now other people have to beat my goalkeeper. And if Salah scores and Aubameyang doesn't, and the goalkeeper puts up 12 points, well, you made that up that other people may not have made up at goalkeeper. You have a backup plan in your pocket. But spreading it around to go playing Hatterjanage instead of, you know, like like going around like that. And, like, instead of playing Rawls, like, Rawls got eight points. But, I mean, Madison got six points. So anyone that played Rawls, which was popular in a Salah lineup, look at, look. yes, all the money that you spread around w- went to nothing because for 4800 you, you got $2,800 more. You got Madison. They got two points less. I'm not saying that has anything to do with the Madison pick. Results driven on their analysis. No, well, no, but if if you instead of if you played El El Yanasi instead of Madison, which would have saved you, right? Yep. Obviously, I would have said the same thing. I would have literally said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like in that like because that 14 points is at the top of his kind of range in peripherals, and been like, and I wouldn't have said you got bailed out. I would have just said strategically, I think it would have been better to just play Salah. You could have, I mean, wouldn't have mattered. Even if Aubameyang scored and Salah didn't, I would be explaining it the same way. Not saying that you got bailed out. It was a viable build. I don't think, I mean, I'm not a big fan of pairing Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan together in the same cash lineup and banking so much on Arsenal. But hey, I, I get that they were big favorites also. I get it. Just like I could have played Milner and Alexander-Arnold and Salah and not said, well, I don't need Milner, I'll play Madison instead. Uh, they're all viable. We're, we're at least arguing viable position. Mm-hmm. Which is the most, which is optimal? There could only be one optimal, right? So, or the most optimal. So in no way am I saying that your lineup was like, oh my God, what, what the hell did you do here? I'm just saying that from a strategic perspective, like... I, I don't think that was the best way to go out of 30 different viable ways to go. Right. I get it. Okay. I know. I knew you got it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm, I, I had to assess. My, my reasoning for playing Salah is assessing what his ownership is going to be. And once Wallette wasn't in, I'm like, it's through the roof. Let me just plug it in, and I'll beat people with everything else. And the it's the everything else that I that I made the mistake, <laughs> right? But I mean it's it's the fact that it's like I, I I'm not taking Fabianski. Like I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a Huddersfield Cardiff. I'm gonna take go down to Congolo, right? I could have played instead of Brooks. I could have played Bertrand, right? He scored, mm-hmm. right? And I could have played a Southampton player. It's not like I was playing. I mean, I could have played instead of Brooks. I could have played Bertrand Madison in the midfield spot and. That's fine. That was viable also. Right? If you're not going to play El Yanasi and you still want Southampton exposure, okay, Bertrand. Fits in that spot. Mm-hmm. Still yeah, could take Etheridge. Right? Did you, did you have an alternative to Brooks? Rawls. Brooks and, I mean, I'm play playing both. both like, of, yeah, I played both. No, the alternative to, the... right, the alternative yeah. to Brooks was a right. defender. 
There was no other midfield player in the 4Ks that I wanted to play. Yep. That I thought was viable. There were a lot of fullbacks that I could. I mean, there were a lot of 4,300, 40. Could have played Charlie Daniels for, I mean, for all I know, right? But it's like, if I'm going to play Charlie Daniels, why aren't I playing David Brooks? Yeah. Who's in front of him, right? At 4,700. I mean, four and a half points, 4.25. I, I can't complain at 40, 4,700 for that. I got what I'm done there. There's, it's not like I got one point. He got what he got. Allowed me to fit everything in. Got seven points out of Etheridge with the clean sheet and a save. Mm-hmm. Like what I can't I can't complain about it. And Madison even six points, I really can't complain about. It's undervalue, but not like substantially undervalue. Right. But I was thinking that Madison and Frazier and Elliot, like they were all put around the same points ish. I didn't think it would be six to fourteen or six to twelve. I thought it'd be somewhere, you know. Madison puts up eight and a half and Frazier puts up ten and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And Elianasi puts up nine point seven five. Like and you could still lose in a double up and by bubbling by a point. And you look there and you go, well, where is the mistake? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the mistake in cho- is, was choosing Madison over the others. My mistake in my mind was, why am I caring so much about goalkeeper when it's a variance fest anyway? Mm-hmm. And just f- screw it. I'll just, I'll, I'll just take Fabianski. I'd hope for the best. What would you have I'm done with that the money? Arsenal. What? What would you have done with that money? Madison to Frazier. Oh, Madison to Frazier. Okay. Right, because Frazier's the most, out of all those, he's the most certain. He's right. the most money, but he's the most certain. I know his role on Bournemouth in that lineup. They're at home. Everton's a better team, but not enough of a better team. That's like, why not? Yep. 8,500. Give me 8 to 10 points. He wasn't All I needed was 8 to 10 points. No, he wasn't that pop. No. I mean, Elianasi wasn't high on. I mean, no. all, all those guys, there were enough viable constructions that all those guys like Madison was what 28 they were all in like the 20s in cash yeah 28 32 that people went different ways Congolo was only like like 10 10 and change 15 right in in the in the single entry yeah he was much higher owned in like 11 mans and 23 man yeah I bet Trent Alexander was owned yep. Allison was Allison was owned he was which is fine, but not like high, the, the the highest owned players were were Sigurdsson and Salah. Yep, that was the chalk construction. So it's like let me and Rawls, David Brooks, yeah, and Rawls. Rawls made, I mean, Salah made Rawls necessary, more necessary right. than normal. Right, I think I think Rawls was like thirty eight percent owned, forty three point eight in Four, the okay. big single entry. Okay, but something like that. Yeah, that's a lot for a four hundred and fifty nine person contest which is nice to see that fill early by the way right but i mean it's it seemed obvious without hawaletin that's he's the cheapest set piece monopoly taker on a team that wasn't really much of an underdog mm. yeah five whole crosses out of him for the set pieces okay but he's uh, it gets t- there's other things that they could do andrew mm-hmm. sure right. but, but those, those have nothing to do with set pieces of course not but the five points on the, the five uh, the Whatever, four points that you get for that. Okay, in addition to his interceptions or tackles or a shot or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. For 4,800, that's fine. Tell me Rawls was 7,300. I don't, I don't even think about it. All right. Like, get out of here. And then Sunday was a mess. JBG. I well, barely he was, played. He, he was 100% owned. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, what do I care? <laughs> right? 
He was 90% owned in some contests. And I'm like, how, how does that work out? What forwards are you playing? Because it's like you plug in JBG and it's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. And then Hazard plays. Uh, he was only supposed to play like 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't play a guy that's going to play 60 minutes for that price. I'll play Pedro instead. Yeah, because why would you ever play Mitrovic no, I, at home no against idea. Burnley? Anything with an IC at the end, right? I don't play Ar- Arnautovic in cash, right? I don't play Mitrovic in cash. I didn't play him. You're going to play Mitrovic in cash sooner than you think. No, it'll get four points when I play him. That's, yeah. I know it's going to happen. Just let me know when that happens. Right. I get it. I don't think it was a bad play. He shoots enough. I get it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Solomon Rondon. And you could have played Solomon Rondon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not going to play in Newcastle's. Uh, not against Chelsea, no. Against Chelsea. I was like, what else? And then I didn't trust Sherla. 11 shots. Right. Unbelievable. Let's see if that happens again. Mitrovic will J- do it. Right. JBG gets injured mm-hmm. at a million percent ownership. Yep. And then I the get ben the Ben Mead but everyone goal was fun. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the most tilting thing on Sunday was if you told me beforehand, okay, Andrew, here, here are the score lines <laughs> for this slate. Uh, Chelsea 2, Newcastle 1. Mm-hmm. Fulham four, Burnley two. Who's the highest priced goalkeeper? Who's the most high scoring goalkeeper? Uh, Kepa. That's what. Or you, well, no, he gave up a goal, so probably not. Yeah, but he didn't give up four too. Oh, because he, he didn't make this. Yeah, you'd. Uh, I guess bet. Uh, yeah, I guess keeper maybe. Maybe Bettinelli. But you'd look at that and go, you know, there's no outlier or anything, right? Like the keepers didn't match. Nope. Joe Hart eight saves, four goals allowed. Right. The guy that gives up all the goals. Mm-hmm. Right. And and then Bettinelli puts up nearly a negative score. Right. With a win. With the win. Yeah. I believe he had a negative score on Yahoo, if I remember correctly. Right. Like, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at, like, well, I'm not playing Mitrovic. Right? So, obviously, who's the goalkeeper against Mitrovic? Mm-hmm. Hart. It's like, I can't, pl- I can't play Hart. Yeah. Like, I'm just assuming Fulham score from other places. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Kearney. I'm playing Sherla, right? I'm doing doing other things. Play McDonald before I play Joe Hart <laughs> as my goalkeeper on a two-game slate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? When the, the there's only four, so, like, any outlier is going to be a big— He gets a negative six, Kepa gets ten, and you're dead, yep. and you're done, Right. Ugh. It wasn't the injury, the JBG, and then the hazard penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty. Right. He had a right? pretty good game, floor game, though. I know. I, I, Hey, I was fine with that. I just thought he would only play 60 minutes. Yeah. Right? Pedro had enough points, right? Did he? What did he finish with? I don't even know. Something. Seven, eight, something. something. I'm sure it was something. something. But it's not three. Yeah. Right? Let's see. Oh, it was seven. Yeah. Right. And Mitrovic, and Mitrovic wasn't high enough owned in cash that it mattered that his brace happened. I mean, it killed all my GPP lineups. I was going to say, I see he's 49% here in the corner kick. Yeah, but the GPP doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at, like, 11-man double-ups. Yep. So he was, like, two two out of 11 or mm-hmm. something. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. I still have three spots I could make. But then Hazard is two out is three out of 11, and then I'm looking. I'm going. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm looking at sixth place going. It, I know it's nice to be up in six, but it's the same thing down here in ninth. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of those. It's one of those days where you just uh, you look through your double ups after that hazard penalty and go, like, if anything happens in my favor, like 
I just go from ninth to sixth, <laughs> right? Like I, I'll need, I'll uh, like, let's go. And then Kearney comes off, so I don't even like. I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for goalkeeper goals. Yeah, right? and that was high owned. So I don't know who, right? Yeah, you were just dead. I was just dead, right? Sarid didn't matter. I didn't go Lacante. No, I needed him. He put up points. He was good. In this new role at Chelsea? Yeah, he has a goal in 50% of his games going into the last no, weekend. No, I'm not going by the goal. I'm going by the peripherals. But he, once he gets to 5K, he's, then it's... Then yeah, he's game over. Right. Did you play Fred today? The Fred, Fred set-piece monopoly for Manchester United was the most obvious thing of the day. Well, Alexis took some. Oh, did he? Oh, well, he didn't start. When he came in. When he came right? in, and Shaw yeah. took two, a free kick in a corner. But then it was Fred, the guy that we played for 5K mm-hmm. and in showdown. Yeah, and he had negative three points. Right, and, and would get five points. Mm-hmm. St- I mean, like, and you go, how do you play Fred again? Yeah. Right? And then you go and you look at that lineup. And you go, well, it's going to be obviously like Lingard or Shaw. Easily. or so, Yeah, like maybe they share or something. Nope, Fred. Good old Fred. Mm. Well, oh. that's well. That's the uncertainty. That's to bring it back to to Elio. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like, is there enough of a sample? So, like, you take a look at that Man United lineup. Hey, all last year, it was like that. Yeah, is Young, Mata, Lingard, Rashford, Herrera, even yeah, Martial, Pogba, sometimes. Yep. Yep. We won't learn though. No. We'll still yeah, try but, to get them. Of course, but I'm saying you have to factor that into the price. Right. If you're looking at a guy's price and they and the monopoly or at least the majority is factored in and you're not sure, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's what go. I did when I saw El Yanasi. Mm-hmm. I look at 6,600 and I go, like, a majority is factored in. Maybe not a monopoly. Maybe it should be 7,200. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, I mean, he becomes Nathan Redmond. I mean, yeah. not that bad, but I mean. Not that bad, yeah. Right. Not, not even not forward eligible. But, he, but maybe he's a $5,700 player, not a $6,600 right. player. Right, But I don't know. You have to see what's factored in. Yeah. But that certainty wasn't there. Ugh. All right. If anybody has any follow-up questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. We're also available in a Rotowire Slack chat. Is open for all subscribers. Just hit me up or the at Rotowire Soccer Twitter account. We will be back on Thursday to preview next weekend's slate, which uh, I saw there was confirmation from Burnbach that they are not removing the late game yet. So we'll talk about that on Thursday. Jordan, I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.